Welcome to another episode of the Scarlet Nation podcast as we are live from SHI Stadium after Rutgers somehow pulls the rabbit out of the hat and comes away with a 27-24 win over Michigan State. Scarlet Knights were trailing 24-6 before a late rally to really turn this game around. I'm Chris Akonis, joined by Bobby Darren. And Bobby, uh, it it really did look like the game had gotten away from the Scarlet Knights until that fourth quarter. Then all of a sudden, Rutgers could do no wrong, Michigan State could do no right, and the Scarlet Knights come away with a homecoming win. Yeah, Chris, you know, I was writing the stories, looking at at my computer, and all of a sudden, (laughs) they scored a touchdown, and it was 24-13, and then... You know, the, the momentum just started to shift, you know. And we were talking to some of the guys after the game, and, and they said, you could see it. And, you know, Kyle Manungai particularly told me, I could see it in their body language. They were walking back to the huddle. They knew they had him there in that fourth quarter. Maybe that was a little after that, that game-changing, uh, you know, muffed uh, punt snap. Is that what we can call it? And, um, you know, they, they scored there, but they stayed with it. And, and this is a, you know, in past years, um, this win doesn't happen. This team stays the course, and, 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 you know, special teams comes through with a couple big plays. Another one on that, on, uh, what would it, what did Greg call it? That, the, the kick, the, um, the sky kick. Um, the, the McAdamy, 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 McAdamy. I'm part Irish too, and I can't say his name. I'm sorry, Jude. <laughs> anyway, that kick, you know, uh, they recover that. Thomas Amakwa did a really good job. Uh, everything just went their way in the fourth quarter, and I feel like you know we've seen so many of these games turn the other way, Chris. It was nice to see it turn in Rutgers' favor. Yeah, and uh, you know, just looking at uh, the top line, I think uh, you know it was just one game-changing play after another. Um, you know, Rutgers obviously executing a lot on some big plays. Also, Michigan State just not able to get much of anything going in the fourth quarter. Um, but Rutgers able to close this one out, and then after going on the lead, there was still you know, a decent amount of time. Eight twenty-one on the clock uh, when Kyle Manungai scored that touchdown to uh, go up twenty-seven uh, twenty-four. Um, and Michigan State couldn't do anything. Rutgers gets the ball back, and they pretty much just iced it down the way, and it was really, you know, that was where I think Kyle Manunga, in addition to the touchdown, really shown was being able to close that game out because if Rutgers' offense stalls there, you know, there was time on the clock for Michigan State. If they could get something together, potentially come back and tie or take a lead in that game. So credit Rutgers for closing that game out as well. And, you know, Kyle Manunga, this is the third time this season he's done that. He'd taken over in the fourth quarter. He also did it against uh, it was Virginia Tech and Temple. Um, you see an upgrade in defense. He does it against Michigan State. Now, I know they're not the Michigan State that, that was, you know, playing for chance to go to college football playoff years back but you know still a lot more talented than those Temple and Virginia Tech teams and he just grinded it out and and, you know he's on pace for a thousand yards Uh, you know uh, 77 yards per game needs to average to get to a thousand for the remainder that's that's an interesting thing we'll keep an eye on as well but at this point of the season he's your MVP I mean you have to you think that you know I, I couldn't name anybody who's who's made more of an impact in those wins and you know Chris five and two you know this, this is nothing you know this is a, is a nice feat to accomplish uh, one more win needed for bowl eligibility you play Indiana next week who lost 52 to 7 today to Michigan uh, Rutgers was was threatening 17-7 against Michigan late in the third I know the score didn't indicate you know that the game was a little closer but this is a game they can win, but you know, before we get into talking about that, uh, you know, Kyle's just just done a fantastic job, and it's a really nice story too. Because coming into the season, you're looking at Sam Brown maybe as the one, Aaron Young as the two, and where's Manungai fall? All of a sudden, you know, those guys are on the sidelines watching him carry this team's to wins in fourth quarter. So hats off to him. And another thing I'd like to mention, you know, his 
former high school teammate Jalen Berger was on the opposite side. He didn't have a bad day, 11 carries, 49 yards. Didn't have the 24 carries for 148 yards. But as a recruit, Berger was the you know the high-profile one, the four-star with offers from all over, while Manungai was just you know, relegated to a few group of five offers and a lot of FCS schools. And you know who comes out and, and shines today? I think that puts you know some of the rankings to bed. But um, you know, just just a great win, a great performance by him, and and really something good to build on. Yeah, and uh, you know, looking at Manungai, just such a key factor in uh, several uh, of the Scarlet Knights' wins. Of course, Temple and Virginia Tech, the two that really stand out. Um, but just having that kind of a run game, you know, it really helped, especially on a day like today where down the stretch, you know, Rutgers did get some plays in the passing game of Gavin Wimsett, um, you know, uh, had uh, some good plays, a couple uh, interceptions. Uh, so, you know, a bit of an up and down day. And of course, we'll have uh, the full tape uh, for him uh, from him tomorrow morning on that on Scarlet Nation. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, but but Gavin Wimsett, obviously, it's not a very passer friendly environment. So to have your running back take over in that situation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that's obviously a huge one. But, you know, I thought Wimsett came out and played really well in the beginning, throwing the ball. And then, you know, that one that Ian Strong, you know, it, it hit his hands. And I don't know, was it a little high? Should he have had it? I don't know. Um, he could have brought it down a little bit. But it was unfortunate he threw that pick. Before that play, you know, Ian Strong has one right in his hands and he drops it. He, you could see he turned, tried to make a, make something happen before he looked the ball in. It's a common mistake receivers make, especially some young receivers. So um, early on, he was really, you know, he was having a day. I thought, wow, it's going to be the Wimsett show. And then that second interception just got away from him. And then when the rains came, you know, it was kind of elementary to keep it on the ground. But I think one of the other things that we should talk about is that drive that, that really, I think that was the real kicker, the the 73-yard drive uh, to, to put the to put the game within a, a one score, uh, it was 24-13, and then they came down and just just kind of you know just uh, it almost like they took Michigan State's heart in that drive. You know, Kyle was running a lot of it, and and I think that was the biggest thing to me. They 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 kind of knew that they had the game there because it, it just you know they just did what they wanted with them, and, and Michigan State was you know momentum's a funny thing in college football, Chris. So you get these kids believing, and. Um, you know, it could really make some things happen. I know the NFL, you know, it's more professional. It's tougher to, you know, really run that wave of momentum certain ways at, at certain times. But when you get these kids believing in it and the other kids start to get a little, you know, out of sorts, it's a big difference maker. And you could see it in that fourth quarter. Yeah, with each scoring play, with each, uh, you know, turnover or, or what have you, you could see from from up up here in the press box, we're opposite of the Rutgers sideline, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby and I. And you could see the energy on the sideline just built with each play with each you know game-changing play and that energy it almost felt contagious uh even from the other side up here in the press box where things are you know relatively calm compared to everything else in the stadium Mm -hmm. so you know i think uh, that was really a standout to me in terms of momentum you sort of felt it the energy there was a point after it was 24 13 you see that drive and all of a sudden it's like hey Maybe Rutgers has a shot in this one. And then, of course, Rutgers had more than a shot. They got the job done. And the Scarlet Knights are 5-2 and two, heading into a road game against Indiana. And that, I, I think, most reasonable fans coming into the season, if you ask them what a realistic best-case scenario would be for Rutgers, it would look something like this. Yeah, and you know, and you played well. I know not a lot of people were happy with the Wisconsin turnout, obvious for obvious reasons. But 
24-13, you lose to Wisconsin on the road. This is a team that beat Rutgers 52-3 two years ago. Wisconsin's still a good football team. They have one of the best coaches in college football. Everybody was trying to get Luke Fickle. He wound up there, and you know that's they're going to be a, a good team for years to come. They're probably going to win the Big Ten West this year. And I know it's not you know a powerhouse, but it's still coming out of there. It's no small accomplishment. So. Um, you know, this is a team that that is improving. In that first half, everything went wrong. Um, even into the third quarter, things really didn't, didn't didn't go their way. They had some really bad calls. I mean, I I don't want to harp on the refs, but they shouldn't get paid this week. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, we won't go into detail about that because you know the, the Rutgers won the game, but really bad calls, and 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 you know they were adamant about the targeting call and. And I, I just didn't agree with a lot of it. And it seems like we see some poor officiating Big Ten, you know, refs. I, I don't know. Maybe they, they need a lesson or school or something. I don't know. But um, anyway, uh, you know, all that aside, you know, things just didn't go Rutgers way. And they stayed the course. And, and you know, Greg Jicks used the chop monster. And, and they, they stayed believing. And, and that fourth quarter is proof. A lot of teams could hang their heads. And when it was 24 to 6, you know, it could have you know, three and out or, or whatever, and, and, and just seen that snowball into a big loss. And here we are talking about five and two and where we're going to go for a bowl game. Exactly. And, um, of course, Rutgers has not reached that yet, and they'll be the first to tell you they still have to go out and execute here. Five games left in the season at five and two, but it really is within reach. You know, Indiana, I would argue at this point, is the easiest opponent left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, Ohio State's going to be very difficult even at home. Uh, you know, Iowa on the road, again, we've, we've said, Bobby and I have said our piece on Iowa's offense. We're not going to rehash it anymore. Uh, you know, Rutgers has a defense to win that game, even if the offense, you know, Iowa's offense is not going to score a ton of points against his Rutgers defense. But, you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of that. But you really, you get that win next week in Indiana. You're already a bowl game. And of course, as a team, you know, Greg talks about the one to know, one to know each week. That's sort of how he, he wants his team to approach it. But at that point, once you reach bowl eligibility, then you're really just sort of, you know, you're, I don't want to say playing with house money, but you're in a very good spot for the back half of the season. You have the potential to really build off of that heading into the back stretch. Yeah. And, you know, guys are playing well. And, and you know, I, today I'd like to, you know, you got to give your game ball to Kyle Manungai, but, you know, Desmond Igmanusen also eight tackles, four TFLs. Um, I think he's played a lot better. I expected a lot out of him this year. And, you know, he had some good moments, but he had some down moments too. But uh, I thought he played well. Losing Tyrene Powell hurt. I mean, he's just – he's a tough player. Uh, but, you know, you got Motore in there who's who's a decent linebacker. And, and, and they, they, they made up for it. And, and, you know, special teams, there were some good, there were some bad. But um, I don't think we'll see Rashad Rochelle returning punts anytime soon. You know, you had Kristen Dremel back there. Um, but we won't get into all that. Uh, you know, 5-2, and two, uh, you said, you know, I, Indiana's – you know, arguably the easiest team on the schedule, and I won't dispute that with you. You know, now you have a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence going into that game next week. You win that game, and and doesn't matter what happened the last four, they're going bowling. Yeah, and I think that is really the goal for next week. You want to lock up bowl eligibility if you're Rutgers, and you want to get to that six win mark. Something Rutgers has not done, and it bears repeating since 2014. And then once you go there from there, you know, then the last four games of the season, there's a lot that you could do um, if you're Rutgers, but. Um, once again, a 27-24 win for Rutgers. Take you through some of the final stats here. Gavin Wimsett again, 13 of 28, one touchdown, two interceptions, 181 yards. Uh, Kyle Manungai, 24 carries, 149 yards, one touchdown, or 148 yards, rather, one touchdown. Um, and then in the receiving game, Christian Dremel, what a day he had. Six catches for 80 yards. 
Um, you know, Ian Strong, two catches for 31 yards, two for 28, including the touchdown for Isaiah Washington, and then two catches for 13 for Johnny Langan. Um, so that's where things stand. Rutgers 5-2 and two after a dramatic homecoming win. Um, you have to think back a little bit to when the last time Rutgers had a comeback win uh, quite like that. Um, but Rutgers getting the job done on a uh, wet, difficult uh, afternoon on homecoming day. So big win for the Scarlet Knights. As a reminder, as we lead into the Indiana game week and get all of your latest Rutgers football news at ScarletNation.com. We also have some stuff uh, getting you ready for basketball season, which of course kicks off in a couple of weeks. And then we will uh, also be interacting with everyone on the message boards. So you can talk to me, Bobby, and everyone else on the 24-7 Sports Network there. Uh, this is Chris Akota saying thanks for listening. Once again, your final Rutgers 27, Michigan State 24. We'll talk to you next time on the Scarl Nation podcast. <laughs>